Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 634. Be honest and listen to your own heart. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am so revved up and excited to introduce today's very special guest, Peter Kumar. Peter, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, I am. All right. Great to have you here. Peter Kumar is the founder of Going Motor Cars, located in New York. Born and raised in India, he worked as a young man in an auto parts store where his fascination for cars began. He opened his first car dealership in Miami, Florida, and in 1988, he moved it up to New York. At Going Motor Cars, Peter and his talented team buy and sell the finest collectible motor cars, focusing mostly on European marks. Peter travels the world looking for that perfect vehicle for his clients, and instead of consigning cars, he owns his inventory. As for his company name, Peter was fascinated with the first Gullwing he spotted at a Mercedes dealership years ago when he was young, so he bought a model and it still sits on his desk today. And then he purchased his first real Gullwing back in 1993. So Peter, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your company, your career, your business, and of course your passion for automobiles? Sure. Our company, as you know, that we are dealing with the classic cars from various from $5,000 to $10 million, all kind of cars we deal with, you wow. know, buying and selling classic cars. My father used to own an auto parts store in India. Okay, selling okay. Selling parts. Yes, he was selling tractor's parts in India. So I was, I used to go to his shop. Oh, I that see. was my first first experience in automobile. Okay, very cool. Yes. Well, obviously there you gained a little bit of passion for cars, I, I hear. Exactly. And I used to, whenever I used to sit in the bus buses in India, I couldn't afford a car, of course. I always used to look at imported, we used to call them imported cars, Toyotas and Hondas uh-huh. and Mercedes. And to give you one funny story, one time, going back in when I was in India in 19, I think it was 83, I looked at an old Mercedes with a sunroof and I went to some guy who was standing. I said, why is there a hole in the car on the roof? <laughs> I didn't even know the meaning. <laughs> I didn't even know the meaning of a sunroof back then. Yeah, who would want a sunroof? Why would you want all that heat coming down on your head? <laughs> exactly, especially in India. Yeah, it gets pretty warm there. Well, that's pretty darn I funny. Was al- I was always in love with all imported cars yeah. in India as well. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, 
We're going to learn a lot more about you, Peter, as we go through the questions here. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your business and your success. It's a really nice way to get those inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Peter, take the wheel. Okay. I would say in any business, whether it's car business or real estate business, be honest and listen to your own heart and keep working hard. Dream, but don't, not only dream and sleep. you got to try to achieve your dreams. And my, that's my life theory has been. When I dreamt about a Gullwing in 1985, I, I used to dream about that car almost every single day. I had a dream that I'm buying a Gullwing, selling a Gullwing, keeping a Gullwing. Uh, this, is, this is my, you know, my mantra, if you say. But always clean and, and keep going. If you get it, that's fine. At least you won't have regret that you didn't try achieving your dream. Absolutely. Well, as an immigrant that came to the United States and started your own business, that's very entrepreneurial to take that challenge and then to make something successful out of it. And it's interesting to me, the name of your company, Going, came from that dream of yours, that drive, that one special car. Is that right? Exactly. I love the story about buying the model and having it sit on your desk. You know, there's so much to be said for setting a goal and looking at it every day, whether it's written on paper or in this case manifested in the case of a model. When I was a young man, I wanted a Porsche. So I hung a poster of one above my desk when I first got out of college. So every day I'd look at that thing and say, someday, someday. And you know what? Eventually I got that car. So exactly. that's, that's great. a lot that's to be great. said. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. You talked about working for your dad in his store where they had parts and things. Could you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life that you really knew that you were a true blue car guy? Yes, actually, whenever I was traveling in buses, like I said, I used to always, I don't know why, but I was fascinated looking at old cars, older older imported cars. So that was, and also my father used to be in India, in England at one time in 1963. He was working for Ford Company. So we are always into than my uncle had a Mercedes showroom in England. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's the whole thing started. Ah, okay. Riding in those buses, looking out the window at all the old cars. Very cool. Yeah. Now, when you were a young man, thinking back, is is there one car in particular that you used to, that you maybe saw, other than the Gullwing, of course, but that you just went? Yeah, the Gullwing started here. I would say an old Mercedes I saw. That's that's all. Those are the ones. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I don't know the model. I don't know the model. But uh, something struck a chord in you. So, yeah, that's a pretty common theme with guests here on Cars. Yeah, when they're a kid, uh, either a, a cousin or an uncle or a dad or a friend down the street has something special that really kind of perked their interest. So I hear that quite a bit. Well, Peter, uh, I'd love to have you share some of the roads you've driven down and talk a bit about a huge challenge or a great failure that you faced along the way in your career. You came from another country. You came here. You started your own business. You know, entrepreneurship is fraught with ups and downs, highs and lows, and especially the collector car market because it's so cyclical. So tell us about one time that was a real, real big challenge for you. Take us to that painful moment. But the most important part of this is how did you overcome that and what did it teach you? Well, the, my first, uh, I'm going back to uh, in 19, I would say, 85. Mm-hmm. I sold my first car, and I didn't have a driver's license. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I had, a, I had, a, I had a, a partner in the business at that time, and uh, he left for lunch, and the customer came. And I was embarrassed to tell him <laughs> that I, I'm trying to sell a car. I don't have a license, but, you know, I was being honest with him. And I told him, can you just tear the car, and I will show you the way out. That was pretty... 
Pretty <laughs> hilarious moment. <laughs> That's pretty was cool. Pretty challenging for me. Yeah, it was an old Volvo I was trying to sell in Miami, in Miami, in North Miami. Okay, okay. Now, how old were you then? I was uh, at that time. I would say twenty year old. Okay, young man. Yeah, very young man. So. Well, again, kudos to you. Uh, that's pretty funny. You are selling cars, but you didn't have a license to drive them. So. I didn't have a license at that time, yes. Wow, that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. When I was very young, I was in my early teens. I had a car detailing business, and one of my, my clients asked me if I would drive the car from her house to my house because she didn't have time, and I was only 14 years old. And I said, well, I'm only 14. I don't have a driver's license. She goes, that's okay. Here are the keys. Take it anyway. So it was a 240Z. So. <laughs> yeah. I just drove really slow, really slow, and I didn't tell my mom. She would have been very upset with me. That's pretty cool. Well, that's a pretty interesting moment. What would be your takeaway from uh, those early years of selling cars and the, the challenge of building a business? Is there some little bit of guidance you might offer a listener out there to give them some encouragement? Never give up. You know, in the business we are in, classic car business, it's like we deal with hundreds of people a day. And maybe I buy one car. So it's never give up. A lot of people are, you know, when they're, you know, obviously everybody has their prize in mind. So, but never give up. Yeah. Just keep going with positive attitude. Sounds like persistence and tenacity is something that runs through exactly. your veins. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. Is there a, a career aha moment that you've had, a time when the lights came on and kind of illuminated your way for a new direction? A new focus that you might have for your business. Tell us about that aha moment. My aha moment when I bought my first Gullwing. Oh, okay. It was, it was advertised in Hemmings Motor News in 1993 mm-hmm. for an asking price of $80,000. Oh, my gosh. For best offer. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and the car was a 57 Mercedes Gullwing. It was sitting in Long Island, a Chevrolet dealership in a basement. Somebody traded in the early 60s a Corvette and gave money and gave his Gullwing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was my aha moment. When I went to buy the car, and I could not believe that I'm looking at a gullwing that I might buy. And the salesman said, it's $100,000. I said, well, your ad says $80,000. He says, 80000 or best offer. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a little bait and switch, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I ended up buying the car for $100,000, and I had $500 in my pocket, which I gave him the deposit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, wow. Well, my aha moment. Yeah, well, that was something that you'd lusted over for a long time, right? That was yeah, That's when I felt really good that you know, if you can dream, you can achieve. Oh gosh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we look back now at the at the cost of that car, and these are million dollar plus cars now. It's it's pretty incredible. But at the time, that was a lot of money. Oh yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I mean, back then, that's uh, that was the going range. It's like today's million dollar, twenty yeah. thirty years ago. Yeah, same kind of thing. So now that car was a fifty seven. You said. Uh, 1957, gray color gullwing with red leather with 42,000 original miles from you. Oh, my gosh. Now, how long did you have that car? Oh, I wish I could have kept that car, but yeah. I had the car for three or four weeks. I couldn't afford to keep the car. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was part of your business. So, yeah, buying exactly. and selling cars. So, yeah, that's the challenge. I would think if I was in your business, it'd be so hard to sell the, these cars that I that I got a hold of, but uh, you have to. That's how you keep your business moving. Yeah, you need working capital, yes. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, I hope at least you got to go out and drive a little bit. Yes, absolutely. What was it like, that first drive? Oh, it was excellent. (laughs) Excellent. Did you get to drive it very far? No, I was afraid. 
if something <laughs> happened to the car, I just went around the block. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Well, I hope you've had more since then. I see a picture of you uh, that one of your uh, lovely assistants sent me that uh, there's a couple going sitting behind you. So you probably had a lot of those go through your hands over the years. Yes. Over the years after that, yeah, we had a lot of gullwings and roadsters. Yeah. Okay, cool. Very cool. Do you have one now? We have one now, yes. Ah, but it's for sale. For sale. Not, uh, I'm not keeping it. Yet. Okay. All right. Very cool. On Monday, I'll end up keeping one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I sure hope so. I think you deserve it after all this hard work. Well, how about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many, but is there one that stands out for you? I would say yes. I bought a again. It's going to the Gulfing. I bought a Gulfing about uh, after three years ago in uh, California, an original paint Gulfing that has never been painted, mm. never been. Nothing has been done to the car. That was my. I felt really good owning a, a Gulfing that has been sitting. I think it was sitting for maybe thirty, thirty plus year in a garage. Oh wow! In uh, California, yeah, that was my. I just loved original cars, and that car was my best. A best find, a barn find, if you will. And yeah. I felt, you know, it's not, it's not nothing to do with the money. It, it, it felt so good finding an original, untouched, honest car. And, and on top of that, happened to be my favorite car, Gullwing. Yeah, fantastic. You travel all over the world looking for cars, right? Yes, within within USA. I don't go overseas. Okay, that find was one of those uh, those extremely proud moments. Are there some other really interesting cars that you found that are all original preservation cars? Yes, about, I would say, in maybe eight years ago, I found a 275 GTB 2-cam Ferrari, 19, I think, 65. Ooh. It was sitting in a in a Michigan garage for, I would say, since 70s. Wow. In a garage. Yeah, unrestored original 275 GTB, yes. Oh, my It's God. worth today around $2 million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's pretty incredible. I write a weekly blog, and my blog the week that we're recording this show is about preservation cars and uh, how they relate to uh, how you need to care for relationships with people and yourself and your life. So I kind of did a little play on that. But um, it must be pretty fun to go around and find these unique unique cars. I had Wayne Carini on the show here uh, last year. And of course, his television show about chasing classic cars is just about that, finding these old cars and barns and things like that. So uh, that must be a big, fun part of your of your business. Oh, yes. It's absolutely. It keeps you going. <laughs> it doesn't get boring. It doesn't, it doesn't get boring. Yeah, exactly. Now, is there any... Uh, trade secrets you can share with our listeners out there i mean how do you go about finding these things is it just a matter of beating the bushes or beating the bushes plus yeah plus we've been i've been around for in new york we started in 1980 so i've been around 30 32 a lot of cars we are buying word of mouth that we bought this car from his friend that friend and it's like plus we have a website so we've been around so long our phone number hasn't changed in almost 30 years wow same phone number so it's and plus, we have a great reputation. When we say something, we do it. We don't say something that we're not going to do. Yeah. So well, that makes a big difference. I would think so. I understand that's a big part of your business because a lot of people, when they have an old car they want to finally let go of, they need to know they're selling to somebody they trust and somebody that will do what they say. And so many people are what we call tire kickers. I'm sure you see a lot of those. They, exactly. Exactly. They say one thing and do another. They are not really interested. They're just kind of wasting your time. So. I understand that's a key part of how you operate your business is when you're interested in something, you go, you make a, a solid offer, and that's it. It's a done deal. Yeah, the car is paid within 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 hours. The car is paid, and uh, it's very simple. 
Yeah, well, that's very reassuring for someone who's really ready to let something go, especially an old car that's maybe been in the family or belongs to a family member that may have passed or uh, it's just time to let it go. You want to raise some capital for something else. So uh, great part of your business. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here. I'd love for you to go back in time and share your first really special car. Now, you already talked about that going that you got. So let's go back a little further in time when you maybe got your first really special car, a car that you kept that you drove that meant something to you. And, And tell us maybe a special memory you have of that vehicle? That was a, a, my first special. I mean, I bought a lot of cars. In Miami, I bought a 450 SL, and I used to advertise back then that the most beautiful Mercedes ever made. That was a 450 SL. I used to have fun with the car. I used to drive the car, and I ended up selling the car and making a little bit of money as well. That was my fun first 450, you know, Mercedes 450 SL. What year 450 was that? Was that our early 70s, mid 70s? Yeah, early 70s, 77, 78. I mean, I bought a lot of cars prior to that, but that was my first fun car. Really fun, special car. What did you like about the, the SL? The look of the car, the drive of the car, solid like a rock. It was everything. Yeah. But the, the classic, and they still look beautiful, those cars. Yeah, I've had uh, several guests on the show here who buy and sell old vintage Mercedes-Benz. J.G. Francis from Mercedes Motoring in uh, Pasadena and Roy Spencer from Mercedes Heritage are two guys that specialize in classic old Mercedes-Benz. A lot of my listeners have heard this before. When I was a young man, as I mentioned, I had a detailing business, and my very first customer was my next-door neighbor who bought the first 450 SL that was sold in, in La Jolla. Yeah, he was an FBI agent, and he let me drive that car around the block, and ah, uh, that was a beautiful car. It was a beautiful kind of robin's egg blue, kind of a light blue color. A very pretty color. Very nice car, for sure. He owned that car for many, many, many years. I I can't even tell you how many times I washed and waxed that car for Mr. Swanser, so that was very cool. Well, how about a car that you've sold that you wish you had back in your garage? Now, this is a tough question for a guy like you, because... My gosh, you've sold so many cars. So let's kind of take out of the equation cars that you have to sell or you know you're going to sell for your business. Is there a car that you've owned for yourself that you wish you had back that you really enjoyed? There was one car, uh, the two minutes, three minutes, uh, will take you a story that I'll tell you that I regret selling it that I wanted. I'd love to hear that story. Okay, in, nine, in 2008, you know, when the world was, you know, you know what happened in 2008, oh, the yes. banking failure and everything. I bought it my f- most expensive car that I've ever bought and I had to take home equity loan to pay for the car. I bought a car for $1.3 million. Wow. A Ferrari 275 GTB 4 cam. Mm. And I sold it to somebody in California for $1,350,000. Mm-hmm. Not much of a mark- markup on a $1.3 million car. Mm-hmm. While the car, I knew the dealer who was buying the car. Uh-huh. I shipped the car. By the time that the car got there, the stock market was going down. So the guy... The buyer backed out of that car. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, so I ended up, I wanted to keep the car, but obviously I didn't have working capital. I ended up selling the car for $1 million, $300,000 loss on the car. Oh, ouch. The person who sold me the car, and six months later he calls me. He said, he needs money. Can you want to buy that car back? I ended up buying it for $900,000. Oh, my God. Same car. I'm going back in 2008, 275 GTB, a 4 cam. Oh very nice, very nice car. So yeah. I wanted to keep that car. I thought this time I'm, I would like to keep this car. Mm-hmm. But obviously I couldn't keep the car. I ended up selling it for $980,000. <laughs> and three weeks later, I just bought that car back for close to $3 million. Oh, Same my. exact car. Oh, no. exact car. So that's my, you know, I wish I would have kept the car. It was a beautiful car. It's still a beautiful car. 
So that's my that's my one. That's eight years. Oh my gosh! Well, it's such a that was such a weird time and yes. a difficult time. So many of my guests went through nearly losing everything during that time. It was a really really tough time. But I don't know if there's a if is there a lesson for us out of this whole thing? <laughs> is there a lesson that you could share? Lesson is, I mean, you can keep learning new lesson in this business every day. I mean, it's like obviously nobody on the hindsight. Even if I had, I don't know how I could afford to keep right such an expensive car. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's the that's the point, especially when you're buying and selling cars, is uh, exactly. these aren't things you just sit on for a couple of years and hope they go up. You've got to have working capital exactly. to keep your business moving. So uh, now that exactly. is a crazy story. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, it is a crazy, yeah. It's the same car that I've owned one, two, three times. <laughs> oh, gosh. That is wild. That's one for the storybook for sure. Well, thanks for sharing that. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. I'd love for you to share a little bit about what has you really exciting, excited today about going motor cars. What are you guys doing there? A little bit more about your business for our listeners that maybe haven't heard of you that uh, should definitely look into what you're doing. Share with what has you really excited and fired up. Well, I'm excited about this business that, you know, even though I've been doing for 30 years this thing, that buying and selling classic cars. It's funny that every single day we end up buying one or two classic cars, and I thought those cars will be, you know, long gone, long, you know, the production is over on those cars. You know, my average cars, they stopped making 40, 50 years ago, and I'm still finding every day good classic cars, buying and selling, and we are always finding new people, you know, new generation people are coming and getting into this classic cars, mm-hmm. antique cars. I love what I love about these old cars, you know, they're, obviously they're not making anymore. <laughs> they're yes. all like uh, it's, it's not like a new car that you can order okay let me have a silver SLS or a black SLS this is something it's very challenging and it's I think it's very good yeah well let me ask you a question because you're in this industry we, we've we seen the classic car market do some pretty crazy things you just cited an, an excellent down. example yeah so what's your opinion of what's happening with the market today because last year the market kind of seemed to peak a bit some of those blue chips cars are still way up there but the average collectible car that and I say average a hundred thousand to a million dollar car have kind of come down a little bit do you think is this because of a lot of uh, people that are buying these cars under speculation or what's your opinion of the market today in my opinion yes 2000 you know it's been going see one thing you got to realize from 2008 onwards the market has been going only up yeah. so it was time for a little breather mm-hmm. so like yes 2014 15 was the peak of the market and if it's a little bit you know 10 percent 15 percent down i don't think it's end of the world yeah and a lot of you know these cars are not going to go much more down like i said before they're not making anymore Mm-hmm. And the world's population in 30 years have gone so much higher. Yes. It's not like they made 500 more Gullwing and 200 more 206 Dino or whatever, you know, or E-Type. The production of the cars remained same. Right. The buyers who are keeping them, not only car dealers I'm talking about, car dealers, of course, when they buy it, it comes in the circulation. A lot of important cars are going to the end users, collectors, and they're keeping them. Mm. So they're, that's one less car in the market to be sold. Yes. If I have a four cam or a gullwing or a roadster, there's one less car every day. Yep. So I think the market is not going. It's it's still pretty strong. I mean, it's not as strong as last year or two years, but it's taking a little bit of a breathing because they did go up pretty high. 
Yeah, they did. And that rising of the tide brought up a lot of lower level cars too and kind of put them with exactly. beyond reach of the average passionate person that's wanting to buy their dream car. But of course, there's a lot more wealth out there now too. Those baby boomers exactly. are selling their businesses. They're flush with cash or their parents have passed and left them a bunch of money. So now they have some capital to work with. So uh, yeah, it's an interesting market for sure. Another thing, because due to internet, it's, it's the whole one world. It's not like you're only selling the car in New York, yep. Florida, or anywhere in the U.S. The whole world, you know, if you have a car, the whole world knows. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah, i give you an example. We had a Z8 uh, BMW we bought a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. We don't deal with much newer cars, but we are, you know, we're dealing with this new supercar. We sold the car within two, three hours to somebody in Germany. I mean, it was not possible yeah. before. Yeah. How would he found out about a car in two hours yeah. in Germany? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's incredible. Yeah, the world has become flat. And uh, what I do here at Cars Yeah, talking with people all over the world about their businesses and their passion for cars, is pretty incredible how this information can be uh, put out there so fast. And uh, it's it's become more competitive, too. If you're looking for something special, boy, you better snap it up when you see it exactly. because it could be gone tomorrow because there's someone else out there looking at it as well. You're right. So. Very interesting perspective, but that opens up your market right. to a tremendous uh, group of potential buyers. So that's very cool too. Well, Peter, here's a very introspective question for you. If Peter was a car, what kind of car would Peter be and why? If I was a car, I've never asked that question before. I would say Mercedes. I mean, well, I kind of thought you might say that. Now, what kind of Mercedes and why? Karina Selgulwing. <laughs> of course. So that was my beginning of my and dreams it gave me a lot of positive uh, not only i made money it's nothing to you know of course i made money with these cars as well but it was just the love yeah every time you look at a car it's like a flying bird yes or, or giving blessing with two open arms huh? so okay. it's like i don't know this is what my feeling is it would be mercedes yes yeah, mercedes going there we go i'm not too surprised peter i kind of thought you might answer it that way well peter up next is the last lap but before we put the pedal to the metal let's say thank you to today's cars yeah sponsors hey cars yeah i'm a huge fan of covercraft i've protected my vehicles with their products for decades want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new it's easy with covercraft seat covers They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. 
Com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Peter, we are back and we're entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle, bits of wisdom. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I would say go for original cars. Yes, very important. That's become more and more important because, as you say, they're only original once. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Don't give up. (laughs) There's that persistence again that we heard of early in our conversation. Now, how about a resource? There are a lot of great resources out there these days, but is there one or two in particular you think the Carshaw listeners would enjoy? I would say go on, on about our company you're talking about. Well, it can be your company for sure. Yes, I would say just yeah, our website. Yeah, on your website are all the cars that you have for sale, right? Yes. Okay, very cool. I'll make sure that on your Cars Yeah show notes page, I note that website with a quick link so that our listeners can go and and look at all the great eye candy you have. Uh, You've got some very cool cars for for sale, that's for sure. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well? Mm, It's not a car book. It's a book. It's called Power of Focus. I think the author was uh, Jack, Jack Canfield, I think. What did you like about that book? It, it it gives you all positive attitude of life. Any anything you want to do, you don't give up. It's a lot of I mean you gotta read the book. It's a very good book. Well listeners, you can find all these great resources Peter's been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at carsyad.com slash Peter Kumar. Peter's last name is spelled K U M A R or just put Peter in the search bar and his show notes page will pop up with all these links. I would encourage you to check out this book. There's another great place in the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where Peter's suggestion and the past 633 guest books are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, Peter, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. I kind of think I know how you're going to answer this, but you might surprise me. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but you can't sell this, so it's not inventory. This is your personal car to keep and drive, but money's no object. I'll buy you any car in the world today. What would that vehicle be and why? Gullwing again. (laughs) You're a pretty easy guy to figure out. (laughs) The Gullwing Mercedes. Okay, well, since you can pick anyone in the world and any color combinations, what would you like me to find for you? Silver with red. Silver on red. Well, you, you know, I'll give you one thing, Peter. You're a consistent. That's for sure. Silver on red a going. All right. Well, I'll get to work on that. I know where there's a few of those cars around, so uh, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Peter, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know a little bit more about you and going motor cars over there in New York. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Is there one parting piece of guidance you might offer us before you drive off into the sunset in your very own silver going Mercedes? Keep looking for original cars that we know people are listening. Go for original cars. Go for original cars. Whether it can cars. be a $5,000 car, MG, or a 
$25,000 XKE or any cars. Go for original cars. Original cars. Good. Awesome. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your company? They can go on our website anytime, gullwingmotorcars.com. There you go. Awesome. Well, listeners, again, you'll find a link to that website on Peter's show notes page at carsyad.com. I'd encourage you to check out what Peter has for sale. Uh, sign up to receive his notifications so you can uh, see what new is coming in all the time there. Peter, thanks again for being so generous today. Yeah, you're welcome with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.